After years of planning, at long last, the wait is over, and it is actually, for realsies, here. With multiple characters introduced and developed over what must be 30 plus installments, it really is time. Time for another episode of Ignorance Is This. Yes, and while this achievement is to be celebrated, I should also disclaim that today on this momentous occasion for us, we decided we'd take a look at Marvel's latest thing, Avengers Infinity War. I will also take this time to stress that you should not proceed listening to this milestone of an episode, grand as it is, without first watching Avengers, because there are spoilers, very significant ones for Avengers, in this show. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin. Um, it, it's been like that for ages. And sitting opposite me is uh, the man who is Vorsprung die Technique, Oliver Deer. Hello, it's me. I'm only recently been named Oliver Deer. Prior to that, I was named... Uh, Olivia yes. Derrick. Great improv. And that's where, that's where a lot of my... <laughs> um, Jesus anyway. Christ. Four, <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a great improv start to the episode. So today we watched Infinity War. So, sorry, what were we talking about before? No, we were talking about Infinity War. We weren't talking about failed improv. Um, I thought you were going to ask me about my my impressive German skills. Well, it was it. I guess it was impressive. I didn't know what it meant, so I can't compliment you whether it was correct or not. Well, <laughs> what does it mean? Do you do you think that it's a nice thing or a not nice thing that I just said about you? I think it's a nice thing. Yeah, you'd be right. I'm not rude to you. What did you say? Uh, I said Vorsprung die Technik. Which is okay. uh, German for advancement through technology, and that is the uh, the company tagline for Audi, which I picked because ah. Audi uh, are big Marvel uh, boys and girls. Are and they? Marvel characters are always driving Audis. Yes. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Also, our friend Marcus in Germany would be very happy to hear you speak the native tongue. Yeah, hi Marcus. Please don't message me on Facebook telling me that my pronunciation was incorrect. I even did a little bit of research <laughs> making sure I could hear other people <laughs> say it. So I didn't say it phonetically because if I did, it would absolutely not sound the way that I actually say it. That's very good of you. It shows your commitment to the show and the language. I love this podcast. Um, so did you have a little thought for me today, Scott? I did. What were you thinking about this week? I'm thinking about how insane it is that we live in 2018. And okay. I thought about that because we saw Infinity War this week. Yes. Um, and before before the movie started, you get your, your trailer previews. I know that we can't go into details about trailers on this show because you're actively avoiding it. That's the entire point. But it was insane to sit down in 2018 and see the following trailers you're about to watch the accumulation of 10 years of the marvel cinematic universe 10 fantastic years with essentially no complete stinkers yeah crazy and it's all culminating to this you're sitting down and you're going jesus christ i'm i can't believe i'm about to watch this and before the trailer uh, sorry and before the movie you see a new trailer for ant-man and the wasp oh really a Star Wars film, which is Solo, 
a sequel to The Incredibles, a sequel to a reboot of Jurassic World, which people are obviously massive for, and mm. Ocean's 8, which a lot of people are very excited for, including me, because you know I love my heists. So I just was sitting there, and it was just awesome trailer after awesome trailer, and I'm just going, what a bloody time that we live in, you know? As Yeah, crazy crazy time for franchises they're all they all got up up there in the squeakles what do you call <laughs> three and above sequels you know quadrals 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 and above quadrals sounds like uh either a currency or a sport that you play using only your legs yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's that's a good description of that <laughs> what would what would the rules of quadrals be uh you have to walk like a dog on all fours. Yeah. And and you have to pick up quarters and throw them into um, one of four goalposts. Oh, wow. You're incorporating both the currency and the sport since you're improv. You're getting better at it. Am I? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then let, let, let's ditch that topic because he's running out of steam. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't watch the trailers. I, I had my little earphones in, but I did. I saw... I know what trailers played, like I didn't hear what they said. A solo played, and then the I think the only difference in my cinema was a movie about Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but it wasn't Rampage, but it's also still coming out this year. Oh, something to do with him. Scrapers. Something to do with him in a building. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm 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 not excited for that. Um, even though, <laughs> no. even though even though I was actually pretty optimistic about Rampage. Uh, it seems like it's going to be Rampage again, but without the fun, the funness of it, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. no, there's no I, Dwayne the Rock Johnson punching animals in this. It just seems like he's <laughs> just running from skyscraper to skyscraper. Well, I, yeah, I wish that I could see it to make fun of it, but I was like, I bet we'll end up watching this. Like there'll be an off week where we're just like, ugh, skyscrapers on. <laughs> Let's go see it. I changed my mind. I'm very excited for it now. <laughs> my mind just went through all the possibilities of what it can be. And whew, this is going to be another masterpiece by Dwayne. But yes, it is a strange time to be alive. Uh, leading up to Infinity War, because we've been expecting it for so long. And it's just like, all right, it's here. Cool. Because um, I think something I was saying just prior to us recording the podcast was that I thought a couple of the recent Marvel movies... They have been a bit stale, just a bit like filler episodes, like the Guardian, the recent Guardians of the Galaxy two, and um, uh, what was the other one we said, Doctor Strange, and yep. and and I and I didn't, and I've kind of done a, I don't know if if I've done a one eighty, but I've sort of soured on Black Panther, just not for the, like it's still all right, but it's still kind of run of the mill Marvel had a lot of predictable aspects to it, um, so. Infinity War coming around, I was like, ah, oh, you know, this is the culmination. Hopefully it's a bit different. But actually seeing it on screen, seeing everyone get together again, it's like, oh, okay. I remember why, like, we were so hyped back in the day for Avengers and Age of Ultron. Like, seeing all the the Avengers together is just so cool. Definitely. All together on screen. Especially since between Age of Ultron and this, there is, like, double or triple the amount of the characters in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And we've already had a, a teaser of it from Civil War with a lot of yeah. heroes at once. And this was just promising to elevate that 
to the next level and us as fans of civil war going well how can they possibly because they spent a lot of time and energy putting that many characters in how are they possibly going to fit another geez 15 yeah exactly and that was like a big criticism or like not a criticism but like people were wondering how are they going to do that many characters especially since in age of ultron apparently you know they battled they battled in that movie trying to you know balance all the the characters and i would say they probably did it way better in this in infinity war with more characters because you know they balanced it way way better yeah are we are we in official affinity war chat now i think we're official boys um so i thought i've recorded a little pre pre episode thing when i was sitting in my car um just about my thoughts and expectations prior to the movie ha- not having seen any of the trailers but just letting everyone know what i did know or did expect so here that is ah uh, hello yes the dodo is my favorite bird hi it's past oliver here I'm just talking to you right now, just before I'm about to go and see the Avengers Infinity War, and I just wanted to say what my preconceptions prior to seeing it are. So, I I haven't seen the trailers, I don't really know anything about the plot, other than it contains that villain, uh, purple face, uh, uh, Thanos, um, and that probably, I'm guessing, an Avenger will die? That's all I really know. And I don't know that because someone's told me. I've just known that because I know that Captain America dies in the comics. And so he probably will die. And then I've had a couple of other people say to me today that they think they think maybe Iron Man will die. And they think maybe Hawkeye will die. So those are some interesting takes I've just had from some people who also haven't actually seen it yet. Or haven't seen uh, much of the promotional material. However... Um, Expectations I do have. I do think someone will die. I think probably, let's say, uh, four characters will die. That's my that's my guess. Um, I am aware that I'm possibly over or over, but possibly also underhyped. Overhyped in the sense, this is Avengers: Infinity War. It's been coming out, or like it's been announced for at least five years ago. But also underhyped in the sense, uh, haven't been super super overwhelmed by Marvel movies as of late. They've gotten very st- a bit stale. Um, so I'm wondering whether this will change th- things up. It is an Avengers movie after all. It's going to be... I think it's going to be a bit longer. I think the other ones were longer. Um, and yes, those are my preconceptions and that's pretty much the only things I'm expecting. Um, I'm also expecting... Um, that uh, that Thor will make the funniest joke. Okay, cool. Bye. All right, and we're back. And clearly, opinions change, just like my favorite bird does. Um, what's your favorite bird? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh god! For everyone listening at home, know. we just cut out a big bit about <laughs> coming back from that. Coming back from that little uh, tangent there, and, uh, and and he sprung the same question back on me. I told him not to do. <laughs> I don't have a favourite bird. I don't like birds that much. They're fine. Look, everybody, opinions change. Ollie had some opinions before the film, and now those opinions could have possibly changed after the film. 
Ollie, what yeah. were some of the calls that you discussed in that two-minute bit earlier that has changed post-viewing? Also, my favourite bird is Hawkeye. Nice. I brought it nice. back. Who, unfortunately, wasn't in this movie. Ooh. So one of my big calls in that was my guessing who would die. Uh, Captain America, possibly Iron Man. And um, who else did I say? You eventually said that uh, four people were going to die. Um, one of them was Hawkeye. Um, well, that's yes. what you heard a friend say. But also, before we get into that, just letting everybody know that we are discussing Avengers Infinity War, the biggest film of this year. We are going to be going in on spoilers. I'll make sure to reiterate this every five or six minutes or so because people could be listening with their cars in uh, in Melbourne. So please remember that we are discussing this completely spoilers intact. Uh, so yes, continue, Ollie, please. Yeah, and I and I would just also add, um, if this is if you usually listen to the podcast having not seen the film, uh, this is definitely a situation where highly recommend you watch the film even if you don't have a lot of interest in it prior to uh listening to the podcast i would reckon just because there is some there is some really big spoilers that much better to view them in the cinema rather than have them told to you that's right so yes um uh, so i thought um a couple of the characters would die however uh that was to be majorly shaken up i guess because uh, the ending of this film, and here's the big spoiler, so make sure you're tuning out right now. Um, at the end of the film, essentially half of the, or a majority of the main characters in the Avengers uh, are erased from existence. They dead. They all gone. I think the remaining ones are Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Captain America, the main guys. That's it. The OG, the OG Avengers are still alive. We don't know about uh, Hawkeye and Ant Man because they were not present in the film, so we don't know their fate. That's right. They they weren't present in the film. I think that Hawkeye will be in the second film in part two. Yes, I think um, he'll be alive. Yeah, I think th- what's going to be very sad is that I think that he's going to be like, what the hell just happened? My kid just disappeared. Like, and it's going to be very emotional yeah. that he's, he's that family man that retired and uh, he has to come back into the game because his family is all dead and he's going to be a different yeah. Hawkeye. Cause there's, um, there were some set pictures um, that made people think that he was going to be coming as a different character, which is what happens in the comics. Um, Right. He plays he plays a character called Ronan and you can tell just from set pictures that he was wearing like boots underneath this jacket that had a very similar style. So I think he's going to come back in part two, but he's going to be technically Ronan rather than Hawkeye. Wait, now I thought Ronan was the character from Guardians of the Galaxy One. Okay, yeah. So Ronan, spelled R O N A N, is Ronan mm-hmm. the Accuser. Whereas ah. Ronan R O N I N is a alias used by characters in the Marvel Comics universe, one of which is Clint Barton, who uses the Ronan identity in the aftermath of Civil War. The comic I books. see, I see. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That's uh, that's confusing, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, un- I Yeah, I, I understand that, yeah. The big thing that I've pulled away from why I thought probably most of those characters would die is that... 
the big fundamental that I did not understand was that I did not know there was an Avengers coming out next year. Interesting. That's so that's really good I, for you to have gone in without that I much. had... I thought... Because I I think I remember asking you a while ago. I was like, hey, I thought they were doing Mar- um, Avengers Part 1 and 2. And I could have sworn you just said, nah, they're not doing that anymore. It's just Avengers Infinity War. Like, that's it. That That is correct. Um, they were originally planning on the slate to have Infinity War Part 1 and 2, but then they changed the name to just Infinity War for this one. But I think the plan was always to come back immediately after with a sequel for Infinity, sorry, for Avengers 4 the next year. But there was rumours that the name of the next film was going to be a big spoiler for Infinity War, so they just have remained it to be in secret as just Avengers 4 the end. Right. Because, I mean, the fact that I didn't know that um, was so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, crazy good. I, because the whole movie, I... Because I thought, um, like, Thanos was done with this one. I thought, you know, his arc will wrap up at the end. And that, what as people started disintegrating, I thought, okay, so they're going to have to um, wrap this up in a bit. They're going to have to... Or, sorry, they maybe have, they have, like, another a, a fourth act or something to wrap it up with the remaining characters finding a way to defeat him. But nope, it just ends. And I was like, oh, my God, they actually did it they actually had a movie where the bad guy won. Um, That's it. So, yeah, I had no idea that there was another one. I, even even afterwards, I came out and I was like, whoa, are they, like, going to surprise everyone in two weeks and say, hey, the next one's coming out end of this year? I had no, I had no clue that, um, yeah, there was anything else after Infinity War. So... That's a really cool... That was just such a cool uh, twist for me. Have you seen the trailers, by the way? Have you gone back and watched any of the TV specials? I, ha- I have seen them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have. So um, there's there's quite a bit to unpack there. There was quite a few shots that were in the trailer that weren't in the film, for example. Um, we were talking yeah. a couple of weeks ago about the new phenomena that is Marvel's doing uh, that people have coined the phrase simply Thor's eye patch. Yeah, um, I noticed I noticed a big one in this in the trailer. Yeah, tell me, yes, please. Uh, uh, it was it was uh, when when Captain America is um, holding off mm-hmm. the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, baby! You can clearly see that there are only only two gems in the trailer version, whereas in the movie he has all fo- he has five uh-huh. at that time. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, ah, that's very cool. That's very <laughs> cool. They did that. <laughs> it was a big deal as well because a lot of people were going, oh, well, come on, you can see that he's got the power stone in there. How could he possibly be holding it back? Oh, you know what? I reckon that this is the very first scene in the film. It's going to be Thor's eye patch, yada, yada, yada. There's actually not going to be any. And Cap's pretty strong. He could maybe hold back a single punch from from Thanos. But in this, they went the opposite way, and they actually did have him hold off for the... Like, it wasn't wrong in the trailer. He was holding off on that punch, but there was actually more Infinity Stones in the glove, (laughs) which makes less sense. I, I kind of liked it because as, as like godlike the gauntlet is, it was cool to have like a similar moment to Age of Ultron where um where Captain America like shifts um Thor's hammer. Yeah, that's right. That's a great point. And it, and and it was similar in this where it's like oh wow, Captain America actually is like holding his own against the gauntlet. That's insane. Like it's just these subtle moments of wow, Captain America is really strong. <laughs> 
so overall did infinity war live up to your expectations yeah absolutely smashed my expectations um because i you know i was thinking here we go marvel film blah 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 um it's just going to be yeah more of the same but with more characters thrown in so it'll be a little bit more fun because we get to see everyone but like the way they structured the movie and the way the plot unraveled was just so amazing the first three fight scenes were all like phenomenal like they really they showed off all of the strength of the superheroes and also they actually introduced all these sub villains with the black order like those were actually like competent villains who actually like you know threw punches at the the heroes and it was really cool opening the film with an immediate fight with thanos like just hulk first thanos immediate fight to show that thanos isn't just like he's not gonna you know he's not he's not godlike in the sense he can just like click his fingers and kill the hulk immediately he has to they have to have a fight and thanos actually like holds him off with his own strength rather than just like you know his powers of the gauntlet it, I think probably one of my favorite things about the whole film was that Thanos was the main character. Yes, like he's essentially he's essentially the the antihero or the protagonist in a way, mm. where he's I, surely like he is in the film more than any other character, like very close to being a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely he was mm. he was front and center uh, in a way that was very beneficial for the viewers because we were talking about this weeks ago i think in in the ready player one episode where we were having a very in-depth discussion about how it's going to be almost impossible to pull off having a new villain because we know that marvel kind of struggles with villains Mm. and this answered that by just going well screw it just make him the lead yeah he is the lead in this it's the avengers is in the title but there's just the sub players you're watching thanos's rise in this. Yeah, it's it's all about his journey to find the stones and those pesky Avengers who keep trying to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That was my big the big yeah, the big point was that I didn't know the thing was coming out and it was just such a surprise because technically I got my wish because the other few weeks ago I said um oh, I hope that they don't kill Thanos in this. I hope they keep him around for like the whole next phase. And I think the fact that they because I, I never th- never dreamt they would actually make him a the main character. I thought he was going to be like, you know, the enigma in the background until the final battle where you actually get to see him do something like they always do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, they made him, made him front and center and they made him win. And it was so, such a surprise and very welcome surprise. There was more Thor than I was expecting. Yeah. He took, he took quite front and I would call him probably the main Avenger in this movie. Yeah. No, that's, that's the thing, because you wouldn't expect Thor to be the head of the Avengers film ever. It's always going to be Cap and, and Iron Man. Yeah. But I just think it's I think it was done so elegantly and so well that whenever there was a a point in the film that wasn't super action heavy, it just returned back to Thor and his quest to get a new weapon, and mm-hmm. it was very I wouldn't say slow paced, but instead of just having a conversation between you know these two characters coming together and saying oh man what should we do about thanos i don't know man it's gonna be hard it's gonna be a hard battle the way that they stepped back and allowed for the pace to quiet down a bit was by showing thor being in space getting a new weapon like it's it just seemed like it could have been 
oh, I just picked up this stick and I'm the god of thunder. Because they say at the end of Ragnarok, oh, the thunder was in you the whole along. The thing was just the instrument. You don't need the instrument. You're the hammer. So you could have just yeah. had, you could have very easily just had Thor jump into battle and he starts waving his hands around like a magician and could have done that. But I, I really love that subplot. And also, surprise Dinklage. Yes, there was a surprise Dinklage, and the fact he's a giant is quite funny. <laughs> still a giant dwarf as well. Like it's, yeah, uh... yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I didn't like about him was his was his accent and his voice. I thought it was very very put on. But he is he is American, right? And then yeah. he he plays he plays British in Game of Thrones. Well, well not British. But yeah, you know what I mean. I thought he was just being very gruff, like. I am the like it was just so clearly made ex- extremely gruff, very similar to how um the Qu- Quill puts on his voice to imitate Thor. <laughs> yeah, that that was a very good bit. But like that, that's the problem with being familiar with another actor's work. I feel the same way pretty much every time that Doctor Strange speaks because I'm so familiar with yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch's accent that whenever he puts on a hard R you know pronouncing his really elongated l's and r's for an american accent it bothers me because i go that's not natural and that's not right yeah. if you haven't seen his other stuff i'm sure he's a, he's an excellent actor he can pull off that accent quite well we've talked about this in our doctor strange episode but yeah wait did we do a doctor strange episode no no i don't think we ever did oh my god well anyway <laughs> <laughs> i remember yeah the first time i saw it i was like what is that that <laughs> I mean, it's good. I think it's a good accent. It's just because you know it's him. Exactly right, yeah. Tom Holland is another actor that is from um, from the UK, and he plays an American uh, superhero. But for that reason, I'd, it's more natural because I hear him less as Tom Holland rather than Spider-Man. So when I hear him speak out loud in his natural accent, that's weird. But on the topic yeah. of Tom Holland, I think he put in the performance of his life in this. Yep. This yeah, he was, did very well. This was better than his acting in Homecoming and better than his acting in Civil War. Um, again, spoilers for Infinity War. The final act was particularly brutal for him. Um, every other character just kind of fades away and it's all peaceful. But for some reason, I think Marvel really wanted every single man, woman and child in the in the theatre to have motherly instincts when it comes to Tom Holland. <laughs> so when every yeah. other character... <laughs> Every other character you've already seen, you know, all this time before, you still get emotionally attached to them. When they fade away, you're like, oh, no, those people are dead. But when Tom Holland dies, he, they have to really enunciate the fact that, oh, I'm just a little kid. Please, Mr. Stark, I don't, don't want to go. It's me, Tom Holland. And it's, <laughs> it just, it, I just love that they really made an effort to make the child's exit to be the most heartbreaking one by really going in on him. Yeah, and because you almost don't expect him to go because like everyone else is fading away um, already. Like Pretty much everyone fades away at the same time, but Tom Holland's one takes a little bit longer, and so you don't immediately think, oh, no, nah, they wouldn't kill Spider-Man, not Tom Holland. He's like a main character, but then they do, and you're <laughs> like, would, no. They wouldn't kill Spider-Man. He already has another movie on his contract. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, uh, another good thing was that I don't know the upcoming slate for Marvel films, so I don't know like who's got their movie coming out next ah, and, yes. and things like that. So um, yeah, I did because I didn't know who technically could die. Um, like, I mean, I, I guess I've guessed things like Black Panther is going to have another movie, so he can't really be gone. 
but um, yeah, sure. Yes. But like that was that's a great example of it being surprising for me rather than you're the one that gets the surprises in the theater. I, I go in as numb as possible and I don't feel anything because I'm heartless and I watch all the trailers and the TV spots. <laughs> but having that knowledge of just this universe and I know about actors and I know about the contracts, I know about the slates, to see these characters fade away was emotionally impactful for me because I knew I wasn't expecting that. I also two minutes later remember that they have that slate and this isn't real and movies are going to continuously come out they'll have to you, you know I, I just i think ahead but for that small little moment that that surprised me it was a really heartfelt moment and i think this movie had a lot of really good unexpected heartfelt moments the uh one of my other favorite scenes was where uh thanos and gamora go to not sure of the name of the place, but it's where they get the soul stone. Yes. Yep. Um, sure. And they, a surprise appearance from the Red Skull. And I was like, how d is this man here? Because <laughs> I, I completely forgot his arc. <laughs> yeah. Because um, he supposedly dies in the Captain America, the first one. Something, something Tesseract. I think the way that they brought him back in this with a, just a piece of exposition dialogue he said something like i held the tesseract and it banished me to show people this stone but i can never acquire it for myself and it's like a it's kind of like torture for him i suppose right yeah but, uh, yeah something like that but that scene was so so well done um you kind of you can see what's coming i guess yep but it, it's it's heartbreaking that gamora doesn't see what's coming that because up until this point, you're, you, you're, the audience is on the side of um, Gamora th thinking that, oh, well, Thanos is just this heartless guy and he, he just wants destruction. But he, he has a goal and he does actually love despite what other people think of him. And even though he's like the worst and, you know, hates, hates Nebula for being a daughter but loves Gamora and he's like a terrible person, um, he still does love. And so when he you realize that, oh my God, he has emotions. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's a bit of a twist. <laughs> the yep. villain has emotions. It just a, a really perfect way of quickly getting that extra third dimension in a villain, which has been Marvel's issue yeah. for a long time. Is Thanos Marvel's best villain in the cinematic universe? I think he, he must, like, depending on how they end him, but in this he was just so good. They, making him the main character was just so powerful. Um, yeah, like Loki's, if you were calling, if people were to call Loki the best villain, he's like a fun villain. He's not like a villain villain, I wouldn't say, you know, he's just, he's just there to cause some chaos. But yeah, Thanos is like an actually developed character. Loki's um, literally in the name, like the fun villain. He's the god of mischief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's literally in the name. The, I I yeah. really enjoyed uh, in that in that scene with uh, acquiring the Soul Stone. Um, the music in that was particularly excellent. Just just the soundtrack for this all round was excellent. And it's 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 good that um, Avengers finally have like a rememberable theme. That's a great point. Finally, they've done something. So one of my other big calls early on in the film uh, in my pre pre-movie voice recording was that the best joke would be from Thor. I was wrong. 
<laughs> uh, the the best joke objectively is from Drax. Uh, <laughs> yes. Reasserting himself as the best character in the Marvel universe. <laughs> objectively, what was his great there joke? Oh yes, it was. Um, they were like, "Where is Gamora? I don't know. Who's Gamora? I don't know." And then. Um, he goes, why is Gamora? <laughs> the way he, um, Dave Bautista acts him is so good. And the other scene where uh, he's he's pretending to be invisible. <laughs> yes, he, and he is convinced 100% that he's invisible yeah. by being as still as possible, but yet still eating chips. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like that character is so delusional and just hilarious. <laughs> We were speaking before about the Thor's eye patch. Um, goddamn, the way that Marvel have handled the spoilers for this movie is so, and they knew how that how to do this. First of all, like not even in the trailer, just the fact that you know the the cast weren't given full scripts, um, and they were only given their own pages or own scenes to to read the script of. You you really understand. Uh, why they did that now after seeing it like the fact <laughs> the fact that um they all die <laughs> that surely would have got leaked yes i feel like definitely like the end of this one would like tom holland would have said something <laughs> <laughs> yeah they they specifically gave tom holland a substantial less amount of script than everyone else i think they i I did remember reading somewhere that they have given Benedict Cumberbatch the entire script because he's the only one that they can trust. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Which also, and and I saw this online, so this is an original thought. I'm sorry, don't sue me. But someone had pointed out that, uh, and again, spoilers for Infinity War, the new Marvel movie, spoilers. Uh, it's funny that Doctor Strange has the time stone and in this he's he goes through 14 million different uh <laughs> 14 different 14 million different futures to determine who wins and it's kind of like a meta joke that he is the only one that knows who wins <laughs> in the script oh true that's really clever <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh that's good um and with with the trailers as well like the way that the trailers are structured so that they don't reveal any plot is really, really well done. The first trailer, um, it pretty much the whole thing takes place on Earth, for one thing. Um, even even in the second trailers, they don't specifically say any of the locations are not on Earth because they don't really show yes. much of... They don't really show much space. They show, they show another planet, but you're not sure if it is a planet or if it's Earth. So the fact that they show it's all on Earth is is really good, I think, because... Because half of this movie is set in space or on a, another planet, you know, all the other Avengers films are just on Earth and they feel very grounded. And sometimes they feel a bit like, oh, wow, it's a whole universe, but everything has to center on Earth again. The The narration in the first trailer, it pretty much only sets up the first act. It's just basically the Avengers saying, you know, we all came together from an idea that we could be the Avengers and stop anything bad that happens to Earth. And like, we're the Avengers and now it's going to be our biggest challenge. And then Thanos is like, I'm coming for you. I'm your biggest challenge. And that's really all that gets revealed about the plot. Other than, you know, yeah. he's going to get the Infinity Stones. That's like, that's his goal. Their goal is to stop him. And that's all they really tell you. And that's what you should need to know about a movie, I think. Yeah, no, exactly right. This was a real triumph in even the trailers as well as the, uh, the film. They did try to show as much Loki as possible or as much as they could in the trailers. Because they want you <laughs> yes. to think 
they want you to think that you know he's going to be a part of it and spoilers again he is um killed within probably the f- he's in the first scene killed in the first scene and i think and well we assume that his death is real this time it's not you know he's not vaporized by thanos's powers he is actually choked and killed yeah so when people are discussing about the deaths in this film um spoilers for infinity war they they go oh the whole like everyone died and there's only a few of them left and everyone got vaporized that's they're all going to come back don't worry about it it's going to be whatever but i do feel like there are two real proper deaths that will not be reversed and that is loki and gamora uh three as well i would count the vision i think he's gone because he was um yeah at the at the end he didn't vaporize he was just dead like he was on the ground dead. That's a so, good point. Yeah, that was yeah. technically before the vapor. That was before the click of his fingers. Yes. So I think he might be dead as well. With Gamora, that's really it. Like, I do hope she stays dead because that, like, that was such an emotional death and it was a big turning point for the film. And I think if they reversed her death, it would be, feel a bit cheap. Definitely. And I also feel like it's the only one that properly matters in the grand scheme yeah. of the rest of the movies. You don't need Loki anymore, and you don't need Vision. Nah. Not about having a Guardians movie and having Gamora's absence, that would be felt throughout the whole movie. If you have another Avengers, and every now and then they'll have Scarlet Witch saying, oh, I miss my boyfriend. Like That is absolutely not as emotionally... Uh, impactful. Yeah, because there's no, there was no foreshadowing to, to Gamora's death. It was just a surprise, and you also don't expect it because she should be appearing in Guardians of the Galaxy three. And I, so I definitely hope she stays gone, for the sake of you know, plot and good good story. <laughs> but yeah, it's yes. going to be definitely definitely strange having her absent in Guardians three if that's how they choose to keep it. Who had the best beard? Was it Chris? Chris or Chris? <laughs> Did they all have mustaches as well? I feel like um, what's his name also had a mustache. Uh, what, uh, Captain America, and so does Quill, and so does Robert Downey Jr. Actually, <laughs> so so many mustaches. <laughs> I'm gonna say that um, I still think Chris Hemsworth has the best beard. No, it was a bit too ruggedy in this one for me. Do you, do you know what I found really stupid? Like, cause um, they were making fun of Chris Pratt getting fat again. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that was top notch. I was with a friend, and as they started talking, talking trash about Chris Pratt getting fat again, he turned and looked at me and was like, "I was, I was thinking the same thing. Like, he has got a bit of a, bit of a double chin going." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh God, <laughs> he lost more weight than anyone to get this role. He's allowed to have a cheeseburger." Yeah. God. <laughs> No, did, the the thing I found stupid was um, when when Captain America and Black Widow and the other guys show up, uh, and they meet in Scotland. They show up and they're like, "Damn, you guys look rough," but they don't. They look so good. <laughs> like <laughs> their hair is impeccably styled. They look perfect. The beard is well kept. Their clothes are fine. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, like, wow. I, like I just didn't pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, that, I was just like, what? That doesn't fit with what's happening. <laughs> Another quick, um, my prob- biggest issue, a scene that really annoyed me, was um, I really okay. liked their plan to get um, Thanos's glove off. Uh, that was yes. like it was it was really clever. Everything you know er- that everyone put 
put their team effort in and it was just so it felt so real and grounded that they all had to hold this powerful godlike being down and they all had to use all their strength to do it and they're pulling they're just trying to pull the glove off him that's so tense because it's like any moment he could wake up but the thing that really ruined it was just god goddamn peter quill getting angry yeah. and just losing his temper the the fate of the whole universe you could you could say that star-lord was the one that accelerated this process and Star-Lord is the reason why they all died. Yeah. The, like, it was such a stupid move. It Like, they, they're telling him, don't get angry, don't get angry. God damn, someone just push, like, push Star-Lord away because he's going to ruin everything. Disregarding everything about the universe for one person that I love, I'm going to punch you in the face. It's like, God damn it, take the glove off and then punch him in the face with the glove. Like, that's, that's so stupid. I, I get maybe what they what they were going for was that they didn't want to take the glove off Thanos because then he would be like vulnerable. But why not why not have that moment? Why not take the glove off him and then have a moment where Thanos then has to show you how he's a strong independent villain who doesn't need no godlike powers and that he can just beat <laughs> he can just beat them up all by himself. So like they take it off him and then he's just angry and fueled up and he just beats them on his own pure skill. That would have been hella cool, and then he could take his glove back by winning it from them, not just yes, you know, because he's always just had this glove, like he just gets it, and he he feel, and so having him win it back by just his pure talent and strength would have been a much better scene than just oh, Star Lord has feelings for Gamora, and so he's gonna risk everything to to do to just punch him in the face, which isn't gonna do anything. Anyway, yeah. that is an excellent rant, though. Um, I think we should. I think we should start wrapping this up. I th- uh, we've we've gone through some good points about this, but I'm still I'm still not entirely sure about your overall. Like, like, give me a sentence. Tell me what you think about this in a sentence. Oh, I mean that Peter Quill thing aside. I think this was this is a milestone of a of a Marvel film at least, and I think. Uh, the way that the way they handled the plotline and made the story interesting and original, having the the main villain lead the movie was incredible. And I think a lot of other studios could also learn from how they kept plot details under wraps and didn't reveal anything, and even misguided the viewers into thinking something was going to happen that didn't. So yeah, I'm really I, impressed by this. I don't like throwing to you because you say what I want to say and then I'm stuck having to try to come up with say something else. <laughs> so instead of calling it a milestone, I'm going to say this was an absolute triumph. Um, <laughs> Marvel managed to do what is theoretically impossible um, and made it made me laugh and cry in the same two minutes uh, throughout the two and a half hours. Like It was a gut yeah. punch all the way through but it was also funny it was it had repercussions but it was also grounded it was in space it had it just it just worked and it's probably might be my favorite marvel film now just because i love i love this shit i love i love it when a lot of things that i like individually come together and then do one great thing that's why i love the olympics so much that's why i love the 50th anniversary special of doctor who because i love when individual (laughs) things that i love come together and make one great thing and that's what happened here um it it was surprising the trailers didn't 
didn't ruin my experience at all. Yeah. Uh, I I can't think I can't think of anything that was like a proper except for like maybe like Captain America walking out of the shadows like that would have been cool if you didn't see that in the trailer because when they show the figure I'm like oh that's Cap I know that's Cap that's not going to be a reveal and then he walks out and it was Cap it's it's not bad yeah I would argue that point wasn't like for me who hadn't seen that it wasn't too big of a deal because I knew he was going to come back at some point anyway so seeing his shadow wasn't a huge deal but yeah I'm mad that they didn't call him nomad because he after civil war or sorry well after some events i don't know if it's after civil war in the comics or not but after some events he drops the mantle of captain america and he becomes a character called nomad and i was there was like all this time when they're like yeah good to see you again cap i was just waiting for him to turn around i'm like i'm nomad now but that also would have been really lame (laughs) <laughs> you know it was, it's not a phase mom yeah i'm nomad now stop calling me cap Ugh. yeah i just now realized that i absolutely don't want that so yeah. good job <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, overall an absolute triumph they managed to pull off something that was impossible and uh, this could be my favorite marvel movie forever how do you meet the expectations of something that was established six years ago it's been hyped for six years and they actually met those expectations by just change the, changing the playing field and changing your expectations, which was totally if awesome. If you go... This this leads back to our earlier discussion about how it's crazy we're living in 2018. But if yeah. you go into a, into a YouTube comment of the trailers and they're talking about the film, and then they say, oh, man, it was so cool when, um, when Doctor Strange was building little steps for Star-Lord to jump on while Spider-Man <laughs> was was um, rescuing Drax using his webs and, and rescuing um, Mantis as well. And then they have this big, long fight. Like, it's just crazy that, like, that sentence can be said today. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, something that would not have... When the first Avengers came out, no one was thinking that it would lead to this. It's so crazy. Not even that. In 2008, it's been, yeah. it's been 10 years, and they've managed to pull it off... From start to finish, you could argue. Uh, I want to do a uh, a game with you right now, Ollie. I love games. Called uh, the fruit is acute. Hurrah! I'm I'm done with talking about Marvel, so we're going to be talking about movies uh, that are superhero movies, and mm-hmm. uh, they're published by Marvel. Okay. I think <laughs> it would be fun. I think it would be fun since we've got all these great movies. Let's look back. Let's look back to Phase One. Normally. We have a small little, uh, a little extra game within this game where Ollie needs to guess what all these movies have in common. I'm going to spoil yeah. it for you right now. They're all Phase One Marvel movies, except for one <laughs> of them. <laughs> the Fruit is Cute is a game in which I uh, give Oliver some films, and because he's a big nerd and he loves the Rotten Tomatoes website so much, he used to frequent it every single day. Uh, he thinks he has a pretty good approximate knowledge of these percentages and he could get these correct within 5% and he would be correct. If he were sure, to get them incorrect, he would be incorrect. Let's start it off with technically a phase one movie, Iron Man 2. Can you get hmm. the Rotten Tomatoes percentage within 5% from Iron Man 2? I think it was 74 73. Ding, 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 ding. I'm so good. I think you're going to get a lot of these. Um, 
Iron Man 2, I skipped Iron Man 1 because we all know it's good, but Iron Man 2, and the next movie I'm going to ask is Iron Man 3, these are both movies that are, to the general Marvel fan, are not good. Like, they would just say, no, these are bad. So what do you think the baddest of them all, Iron Man 3, is? Uh baddest boy of them all is scott martin for thinking that iron man 3 is bad iron man 3 is the best one uh that one got i think i can't remember if it's low 70 or high 70 or if it's something along the lines of 69 i'm gonna go 75 Ding, 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 ding. Yes, 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 You're yes, correct. Yes, yes. You're correct. You just, by the, by the skin of your teeth, it was 80%. Ah, damn. Nice. But better than Iron Man 2. So theref- therefore, clearly, obviously, way better than number two. And you're big wrong boy. Big wrong guy. Sure. <laughs> I do... I do need to watch Iron Man 2 and 3 again. I did have a big, long discussion with my friend after the cinemas where we were talking about the extremists... Uh, part of those films and I had a literal I had no idea what the hell any of that was like, I have completely blocked that from my mind so I need to go back and watch those again okay Thor Chris Hemsworth Australia's own don't have a good memory of that one um, well that's why I bloody picked it mate all the yeah. way back in phase one I'm gonna say it got 83 no and I had to oh. count there because <laughs> it was 77 you're 1% off no 1% that's, that's, boy that's devastating wait is that right yeah, oh. five, yeah. I want to smash Brutal. my head on the desk now. Well, maybe you should, and then and then look up and then say another, and get another head. Another. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> you'll ne- you'll well, never know if that of... was my head. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, getting getting very angry, uh, what, what did the Incredible Hulk get? Ah, the two thousand eight one. Is this correct? Yes. Okay. The Forgotten Marvel film. Ah, oh, this this one's tough because I can't remember if if because I know that Thor: The Dark Thor was supposedly the lowest reviewed one, mm-hmm. but I can't remember if that was counting Hulk. I'm gonna say that it was counting Hulk, and let's say that the Incredible Hulk got like seventy seventy three. No. No, damn it. It's, six, it's 67. Once again, you're 1% off. <laughs> oh, that is... Oh, again. Next time... Ne- Another. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, don't say um, 60... Uh, sorry, 73 or 83. Play it safe and, and go to two. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, and the last one is Captain America. Um, Captain America. I think think... the Captain America films have been the most consistent start to finish. Does the critics agree? I think they do. I think this one maybe got 88. No, 79. Oh, Oh, you piece of poo. You made a big call earlier and and thought you were going to get all these right and you're so smart. Yeah. Well, how about this? You give me Infinity War because I don't know the score for that. Well, bloody bloody lucky we, we have a... We have a system for the show that we follow, and yes, Infinity War was up next. Okay, good. Oh, I, I thought that was the last one before. <laughs> no, well, it was the last one in the five that we do every week. But, ah, but okay. yes, let's let's discuss Infinity War and discuss whether it's justified. Um, I reckon critics bloody loved it. They love Marvel films, critics do. They love Ooh. Marvel films more than they love anything. 
Um, <laughs> I think it would be in the 90s. I'm just not sure high 90s or low 90s. Or if I'm wrong and they think it's poo. While you think, uh, Thor The Dark World got 66%, which is 1% less than The Incredible Hulk. Right. So, yes, that was including The Incredible Hulk earlier. Okay, interesting. So, Thor The Dark Thor, worse movie than a movie that's n- not people aren't even sure if it's canon. <laughs> um, I would say that uh, Infinity War got 95. No. Okay. At the time of recording, this is a film that hasn't come out in the US yet. So oh, really? this is going to bounce. This is yeah, I think it comes out tonight, our time ah, tonight okay. for them, their midnight. So this is going to bounce around wildly. Right now it's at 86%. It right. will probably go up to 94 by the end of the weekend, back down to 80 whatever soon. So take that with a grain of salt, but at the moment 86%, which I find Fine. I I would like yeah. it to be more. I I think this is a. While I did enjoy Thor Ragnarok a lot, and is also my favorite episode of this show, <laughs> I have a lot of fond <laughs> memories about Thor Ragnarok. Um, I I think this was overall a a much better achievement and a better film overall. I thought so. that yeah, I thought this was a better story than Thor Ragnarok as well. So that brings us uh to the end of the episode for ignorance is this Ollie unfortunately. Uh, your fruit is cute this week uh, wasn't as successful as other weeks have been. I would rate, I would guess the percentage of your uh, fruit is cute this week to be around about thirty three point three 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 recurring percent. <laughs> and I think that might be spot on. Let's do plugs though. If you would like to get in contact with the show, you can do so by heading over to our email and shooting us an email. And that email address is ignoranceisthispodcast at gmail.com. Our Facebook is also Ignorance Is This Podcast. Just type that into the search bar or after facebook.com into the URL bar and follow us on Twitter as well. That is uh, Ignorance Is Pod, which is technically different from the other ones, but only because we're not allowed to write podcasts. There's not enough characters. Uh, and we also have a Tumblr account now, which is run by our good friend Eden. And uh, that is ignoranceisthispodcast.tumblr.com. And so go there and check out the full HD of the arts, because I'm pretty sure when we upload them to uh, to Facebook, they get compressed a little bit. So look at them in their great art glory over on Tumblr. And um, remember to review us on iTunes. We just got a new review on iTunes a couple weeks ago from a, from a man named Phil is the best, I think. And uh, it was very nice. And thank you very much, Phil. So I hope you're listening today. Uh, so yes, please, if you're listening right now, head over to iTunes, rate us five stars, write a little nice comment. It'll make our day. And we'll also probably share it on Facebook and Twitter as well. Ollie. Hello. At the end of every episode. Welcome to another episode of Ignorance Is This. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've confused the ending with the beginning. Silly me. <laughs> have you have you bloody been affected by Thanos? The time stone has brought you back to the beginning of the episode. I think it's a non-linear podcast. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, we are on different planets right now, essentially. We're communicating oh, yeah. through the internet as well. We really are. Infinity warring this podcast right up. Yeah, we're te- we've teleported together right now to speak using... Only our voices are teleporting to each other, though. Not our, not our physical forms. Wow, um, living yes. in 2018 is magical. <laughs> At the end of every episode of Ignorance is This, we like to do a little haiku that regards the movie we've talked about today. Today, we have discussed Avengers Infinity War, and this is just a, a little bit of a haiku 
more so less so about the plot but more just something I was grateful for when I was watching the film okay so here it is my haiku about <laughs> Infinity War thank you cinemas glad I can't see the playhead and know how long is left <laughs> I definitely thought I was getting another act for a second. I was like, yes, we're having another 30 minutes of this film. And then I was like, oh, the, the Mad Men, they're about to do it. They're about to do it. And I was I was actually more pleased that they ended it there. So, and now that brings us into the fourth act of this podcast, except you've disintegrated. Good night, Australia. Good night, Australia. Ollie?